Hey, it's Melaine Lee, and you found your way to the Divine Goddess Revolution podcast. This podcast is no ordinary podcast. It is for women looking to thrive, not just survive. It's for women looking to learn how to really unlock and unleash that divine light within so that they can rock their inner goddess on a daily basis. The experts will be featured from all over the world, supporting you in becoming that badass divine goddess that you were born to be. Okay, guys, so Megan Hale is one of my most favorite people in the world. And I know I say this about a lot of people, but I really adore her message. She's just so filled with faith and love and hope. And she's created a revolution called the Enoughness Revolution. And she's really going to share with us how to rock your inner goddess. But she has her own unique spin on everything. So I can't wait for you to listen to it. Enjoy, enjoy, enjoy. everyone and welcome to the Goddess Revolution podcast. I am your host, Melaine Lee, lifestyle architect, women's empowerment coach, wealth and luxury mindset coach. And I'm so excited about these episodes because each of the experts I've hand selected and they're just so badass. And I'm really excited for them to share with you how they rock and channel their inner goddess. So you can learn ways to really step into your goddess and thrive. And today I'm super excited to have our expert Megan Hale on this episode. She is an enoughness coach, a retired psychotherapist, and a soul alignment catalyst helping women create more joy in their life, work, and love. She's Mm -hmm. currently writing her first book, tentatively titled Learning to Love, This may actually be launched. I need to find out when we start talking to Megan. (laughs) She's passionate about helping women love themselves enough to bravely pursue the life they desire and deserve. She's also a podcast host of the Enoughness Revolution, a diehard foodie, mama, wife, and proud Carolina girl married to her soulmate in Texas. And I personally love Megan. She's just so down to earth, and I'm so excited to have her here. I've had her on a couple of series that I've run in the past. And I'm super excited to have her here today to share with us, you know, how she really rocks her inner goddess and what she does to incorporate that in her work and her business life. But without further ado, welcome to this podcast, Megan. Thank you so much, girl. I'm so excited to be here with you. (laughs) I'm so excited to have you here. This has been such a project of my heart for a really long time that I'm finally taking action to. It's finally giving birth to it. So I'm so excited that you are in the inaugural kickoff group of women on the podcast. Oh, me too. You know, it's it's so awesome when you finally pull the trigger on something you've been wanting to do for so long. It's mm. like brings you in a deeper alignment with yourself and it just feels so motivating and inspiring and empowering and it's just all good juicy stuff. It really is. I think that when you have something on your heart that you really want to create, sometimes the fear and the ego step in and they're like, well, there's all these steps and there's all these things you need to get. And I think that it was like, <laughs> that was keeping me from like starting a podcast. I'm like, I don't really understand the tech world. You know, like my coach mm-hmm. was just explaining to me 
just before this call, how to switch Microsoft Word doc into a Google doc. Like, I don't know Mm -hmm. that, you know, I mean, that's just, and I don't desire to know that either. But so here I am. And thank God I took the steps. And now I have you on. So I'm super excited to be here with you. Me too, girl. Where do you want to start today? There's like so much. I know there's so much. Well, I'd love for you to share just a little bit about your story and how you are in this place where you're an enoughness coach and you're supporting women essentially to support them in in knowing that they are enough and knowing that they are a goddess and knowing that they're a rock star. And I know that there's, you know, you have a story of how you've gotten here. So I'd love for Mm -hmm. you to just share a little bit of that. Yeah, absolutely. I think for all of us, you know, the voices of not enough, first of all, are totally a human experience. Mm. <laughs> we we all experience self-doubt and security, and we all have an idea of what it means to be enough in the world. And unfortunately, a lot of us are working off of a definition that is not entirely ours, which was my case. I spent most of my life in high achievements and just achieving more and more and more and more and more and more agnosium trying to work to this place of when it would be enough, which I realized was really kind of me trying to work to this place where I would be enough. And something happened probably about three years ago when I was done with graduate school. I just opened a private practice as a therapist. I was having a lot of achievement in my life. My practice was growing organically, beautifully, you know, had everything that I thought I wanted. Mm. And I still felt like there was something more and I was really anxious about it. (laughs) So I self-diagnosed myself with anxiety and I started seeing a therapist and I said, something's not right. I've done all these things uh, that I thought I wanted to do that I thought would be enough. And here I am still wanting more. I thought I should go back to school to get more letters behind my name. Like there was a lot of big decisions that I was on the brink of making. And I realized that if I kept on this path, that I could go and pursue everything in the world and it still wouldn't equal enough because my definition of enough was always based on more. Mm. So some really big things happened, I guess, along this journey after I saw that therapist, I realized that I had to change my definition of what enoughness meant for me. I stopped pursuing anything new, which for a high achiever felt like death. Mm. (laughs) It was very uncomfortable because my worthiness was so tied up in that. So to find worthiness outside of that was exactly what I needed, but it was the most challenging thing that I've ever done. But what I did was took four months off from saying yes to anything more and pulled the reins way back and redefined what enoughness meant. And I found worthiness in a lot more places. And I came home to myself in a whole new way and became whole a little bit more. So I think worthiness and enoughness shows up for all of us in different ways. You know, you would think that I would work specifically with high achievers because that's what I know. And I do to some extent, but for the most part, I really work with women who are settling for far less than what they deserve. They know that their soul is calling for more for them, but they question if they can or if they really deserve more. And so my work is really about building that inner confidence, building that inner conviction of who you are and what you deserve and having the courage to actually go and create it. Mm, So powerful. And yeah, I love always hearing the background stories of each expert because I think it's just so important for the women out there to hear that there's a reason why 
you are where you are now. It's not just like you got, you were born and like you became this coach, you know, like you had to go through this other part. And not that I think it was a test or a trial, but I think it was just given to you to support you in stepping into your purpose. And I can so identify because I was someone that really heavily tied my worth and my value to the externals and the Mm -hmm. validation. I think like after high school was over and you no longer received like the accolades or the acknowledgement, like every time I got a good grade and got on national, you know, the national honor society honor roll or whatever it was. I'm like the best Mm -hmm. athlete or the kindest athlete and all these awards. When the awards stopped, it was just like, uh, what do I measure my worth with? How, how am I valuable? So yeah, I really love the work that you do. And, and I would love to hear, how do you support well, yourself personally, but I'm sure you also use how you support rocking that that inner goddess, that inner, you know, rock star that you are. How do you do that to like support yourself? And then I'm sure you use it with your clients too. Yes. So one of the things that really blossomed out of my enoughness work, and, and let me say, like the enoughness work has been a lifelong journey. It didn't just start <laughs> with the higher achievement. I mean, there was definitely <laughs> like a decade of my life where I really struggled with self-worth and a lot of insecurities about who I was and feeling not good enough. So there was a lot of healing work that happened before, you know, I became more aware of how I was still trying to chase enoughness through all these other things. So, you know, one of the things that I've really done for myself, and especially since becoming a mom, is I've been playing with this concept called radical self-indulgence. And this feels super delicious to me in which I have started building a lifestyle that indulges my soul and my senses throughout the day. And what this has done for me personally is it's helped me stay more in touch with myself. It's helped me stay more like in flow with things, of more being more relaxed, of inviting less worry into my life. And what I've noticed is that it's had a really direct impact on my creativity, my overall well-being, my joy, my stress. And it's just been a different way that I've been living my life of incorporating, you know, movement and body communion into my life of really being in touch with what my body is craving and what it's needing more of. And I think what that's really done, like on a deeper level, like a spiritual level, has allowed me to honor myself. Mm. And that is such an important piece, I think, to feeling good about how you're living your life, knowing that you're prioritizing your needs and you're really attending to yourself. I think that that's so important because especially as women, I think that we can get caught up in giving to other people and also giving like, oh, well, I'm a giver and I love everyone and I want to take care and I'm the mother or however that story intertwines with each person individually. But Mm -hmm. what's so important is that we nourish and feed and allow ourselves that opportunity to prioritize like ourselves, as you were saying, and whatever our body and our soul is craving. I love that you kind of, you put a rule quote unquote in place, but you leave it pretty open as to whatever you're kind of needing. I'm sure Mm -hmm. day to day. Mm. Yes. And one of the things that I've noticed is that my body likes to move a whole lot more than I was ever aware of. It loves to stretch. It loves to run. It loves to be active. It loves to be outdoors. Like there's this whole other component of, of me that I'm, I'm reclaiming for myself. Mm. And it's just like a totally different wisdom that I feel like I'm, 
I guess, deepening into like our body holds so much wisdom for us, but for so much of our lives, I feel like us as women, we're living in our heads. Like we're, we're to-do list managers. Like we (laughs) have like 9 million to-do lists going at all time. Like, and a lot of us find a lot of our worthiness there, right. Mm. Of knocking these things off of the to-do list. And so often we aren't even on our own lists. So radical self-indulgence for me has really totally changed what my lists are where I am on my list. I'm always on that list. I'm always at the top of that list, even as a mom, because I know the impact that has on my relationships and how I'm showing up for other people. So if we want to be happy to be around, for instance, (laughs) if we want to be making sure we're taking care of ourselves instead of putting that on somebody else, you know, what we're really doing is we're creating an environment where other people can thrive with us the more that we're thriving for ourselves. So true. I just love the terminology of radical self-indulgence because I think it also, for some of you women, it might be like, ooh, like it might sound self-indulgence. Like I immediately, because of my old belief system, something that comes up immediately and I have to then say, no, no, that's not correct, is I see myself like, oh, that means like lots of food or lots of sex. Like, so then immediately there's this negative connotation that comes with indulgence, mm-hmm. you know? And I think that it's just redefining, reframing the way you see different things and seeing self-indulgence, not as a, as a negative or a bad and reframing it to really honor and support you. You know, I was just listening to another podcast. I love podcasts. I was listening to a podcast when I was walking the other day and the guy was talking about your primary question, which he he had gotten from when he went to Tony Robbins date with destiny. And Mm -hmm. we all have that one question that we're asking ourselves. And if we can identify with that one question and reframe it, we can really empower ourselves. And the one question I was always asking myself, I realized was, am I enough to do this? Will I, mm-hmm. will, will this work for me? Mm-hmm. Like, am I going to be able to provide for the world? And now like to reframe that. So it's the same with this. It's just like reframing the way you see things because then it really can empower you to be able to like allow yourself the permission to really indulge in what makes oh, you feel yes. good. <laughs> I'm so glad that you said that because mm. First of all, like radical self-indulgence, it works on like a spiritual level Mm. of reinforcing that you are worth this time, this money, this peace, this indulgence, right? But here's the really interesting thing. If you look at the definition of self-indulgence, it means indulging one's own desires, passions, or whims, especially without restraint. So think of a lifestyle (laughs) built on the premise that we're going to indulge our own desires our passions Mm. and giving ourselves the freedom to have time where we can be whimsical. I mean, does that not sound like a magical life or what? It sounds like freedom to me. Sounds super yummy to me. And when you said that definition, I was like, what? Cause that's not, but it's just not what society, you know, marketers advertising, they feed off of us thinking and believing a certain way. So it's, well, it's really interesting that you say that because the second thing that I've done to really honor my inner goddess Mm -hmm. has been to reclaim the concept of pleasure. Because for most of us, and you know, we had an amazing conversation when you were on the enoughness revolution, diving into spirituality. And this kind of, it it kind of relates here because for most of us, we're taught that pleasure is bad, especially if we grow up in like a religious upbringing and that pleasure is usually 
has a sexual connotation to it, right? So the interesting thing for me is that I focus on helping women create more joy in life, work, and love. The way that we experience more joy is by adding more pleasure to our lives. Pleasure is is so much broader of a term Mm. than sexual pleasure. Sexual pleasure is just one piece of it. There is pleasure in how we're experiencing our morning. There's pleasure in the kind of tea that we like to drink or the kind of coffee. There's pleasure in how we move our bodies. There's pleasure in sharing space with someone. When we reclaim the concept of pleasure, we open ourselves to so much more joy and to start attuning to what is it that even brings us pleasure to begin with. Because for a lot of my clients, when they come to me, we start talking about pleasure. Do you know what they tell me? They tell me all the things that don't bring them pleasure. They're so disconnected from what actually creates that sense of pleasure for themselves that we actually have to do some work of like even identifying what makes you feel good. And reclaiming the thing that makes you feel good, reclaiming the concept of pleasure is, has been such a powerful experience for me. It's so powerful. And I love, again, that you talked about immediately, I think the trigger and even for the women listening in now, really just pausing for a moment and thinking, what comes up for you when you think of pleasure? Like, what's the first thought? And I love that you shared that a lot of the women you work with immediately, they talk about, well, what doesn't bring me pleasure? And that's it exactly, because then we focus on what doesn't bring us pleasure, and then we get more of that, as opposed to really focusing on what lights us up, what what gives us pleasure. But I just think that for so long, so many of us haven't given ourselves the permission to really even go there. It's the same with our dreams, you know? It's like Mm -hmm. we, we just stuff them down and pretend that they're not allowed or they're not real, because somewhere along the line, it just was the ideas and belief systems that we pick up, a lot of us, especially as women, you know, we have to work hard, things Mm -hmm. are hard, it's a struggle or whatever else, you know, we start to identify with. And those are all just really incorrect. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I I mean, I think when you talk about the concept of enoughness, (laughs) for a lot of us as women, we tie our worth to what we're able to do. So the more we get done on our to-do list, the more enough we feel that we are. And if we aren't doing enough, we don't feel enough. Mm. So, and and that ties into kind of the last thing that I think has really given me a lot of freedom to embrace my inner goddess is giving myself permission to go at my own pace and my own soul priorities. So one of the things that I teach with radical self-indulgence is this concept called the soul shift method. And it's two different layers. One is the deep level enoughness work. And then the other top layer is how we create aligned action to create more joy in the here and now moving forward. And one of the things we have to do is we have to identify what our soul priorities are. And the soul priorities are built from three pieces. One, what brings us pleasure. Two, our core desired feelings from Danielle Laporte's work, which I think is so, so powerful. And the last is knowing what our core values are. And for a lot of us as women, some of our values are going to be some of our roles, some of our relationships, right, that we hold as important. So our values are going to be kind of a combination of usually some relationships like marriage, for instance, is a big one. Motherhood is also another one for me. But then also, like, how do I want to experience my life? And for me, I spent so much of my life stressed out and overwhelmed. I didn't want to live that way anymore. I wanted pleasure to be a focus for me. Mm-hmm. And so that meant doing less. And if you want to talk about something coming up against like 
enoughness belief of like, it's not okay to do less. Like you need to be working yourself to the bone. You're not doing enough. You should be working harder and longer and all this stuff. But I've really deepened into that, um, especially since becoming a mom of being super clear on what is really, really important to me as far as my work life goes and doing less better. I love this last piece, permission to go at your own pace. I just was like, oh, I felt like it just like went straight to my heart. I'm like, yes. So such a great message that even I needed to hear in this moment. And I think that that's, you know, it's so easy nowadays to get caught up in what she's doing and what he's doing and what she's doing Mm -hmm. and what he's doing because we have access to quote unquote people's lives through social media, even though it's just a little microscope window of the perfect version of their life because they're not going to show you you know, an argument or my husband just pushed me or, you know, my baby's teething or whatever's Mm -hmm. going on in our, we don't really show that kind of stuff. So I love that you gave us all this third point of how to rock our goddess is really like giving yourself the permission to go at your own speed and knowing that you don't have to do all of these things to be enough. And that's really cool too. that last point that you brought in within the point, the point within the point (laughs) Um, was that, you know, not having to do so much, whether it's at work or even in your personal life that do the things that really light you up and that you want to be involved with and just do them really good. Like put more concentration and time on them. Yeah. Cause I think that busyness is also something that supports the, you know, well, I'm busy. I look busy. I look like I'm doing a lot. So it makes me feel like I'm mm-hmm. doing enough. When yes. in reality, maybe I'm just doing a bunch of shit. Like that's not actually supporting me or moving me forward, but it's li- making me seem like I'm busy. And I think the thing that, and I live my life like this for the grand majority <laughs> of my life. So what I noticed was that there wasn't a lot of freedom in that. Because I was being ruled by a to-do list or all of the things I thought I should or needed to be doing in order to appear enough. So freedom to me is a huge piece of creating joy. Like, I think that's what we're all after. We all want to live a life that where we feel like we can live true to who we are. So there's that authenticity piece. But we also want to experience freedom, freedom from shoulds and supposed tos and need tos and have tos and all the adulting stuff that we have to do. And we'll never experience that freedom if we're running ourselves to death. So learning to live from a place where there's just a slower pace, there's more white space. That's a huge other tool I've implemented in my life where I can go and take a a bath in the middle of the afternoon because I want to. (laughs) That's great permission, you know? Yeah. And it's awesome because that's that's a way of practicing radical self-indulgence. It's funny because I just yesterday, I've been reading and I was listening to Greg Ballantyne. Have you heard of him? Oh. He's this really great guy that started this book called The Perfect Day Formula. And he talks about putting structure in your life that supports you. Now, it's a lot of structure, but actually the structure is what gives you so much more freedom. And he just talks about like a few different things and like, and when you're saying like having a bath in the afternoon, and I was like, yeah, but like he talks about like, you know, only a certain, and it's a pretty small window where you should be working. And then mm-hmm. another portion of it is just like creation zone. And another portion is just, you know, exercise or movement and, and then being with family, you know, and focusing, he's like, we're working 
to most of us to be with our families or to be with our loved ones. And what's happening nowadays is that we're just working and we're not actually spending time with our family or our loved ones or doing the things that we love. So it just helps you create the structure. Yeah, it's a really good book. I think he's from Texas too. I think I just saw an ad for his book on Facebook actually. Yeah, yeah. He's kind of like getting really big because it's just a very simplistic, he talks about getting up really early and stuff. It's a really good book. But yeah, I just love that idea of being able to do whatever you want in the afternoon, but also without feeling that guilt and shame that I should be checking yes. my email or that I should be any of the should be's. I should be doing blank, blank, blank. And it's just giving yourself the permission to mm-hmm. do what makes you feel good. But I also think there's a part of it like, oh yeah, I feel like I'm not going to work at all this week and next week either. It's like not, that's not really the message. The message is like finding the harmony and the balance within your life that gives you what feels good for you that you're not overdoing it, but you're also not like not doing it either. (laughs) Yeah. And I think the thing that is the scariest for most people is that if they take this time for themselves, they're not going to have enough time to get everything done that they need to get done. But what I have found is that the better I take care of myself, the better I'm also taking care of my creativity, my inspiration, and my momentum. Mm. So when I actually am in my work hours, I am in my creative space where I'm creating content or working on stuff, I am like really pumped up. And (laughs) the Mm. work actually like flows a lot easier because I've done all of this self-care. So I think we have to learn how to give ourselves permission as women, whether that's permission of time, permission of money, or like to spend a certain amount on ourselves, or whether that's even permission of peace, which is probably the hardest because we love to to stay in our heads of the sh- with the shoulds and the worry and the doubt and all of that stuff. Like giving yourself the permission of peace that everything is all and well, that's huge. Mm. So yeah. permission is key. I think really, it allows you to not stay in a vibration that is shameful or guilty or not enough. And all of those just keep us really low. And so we can't experience pleasure going even back to like your one of your other points about pleasure. Like we can't even experience that when we're in those lower vibrations. We just can't. You are so right. ourselves. <laughs> yeah. We can't so, experience joy and guilt at the same time. Yeah. Uh, so I love that. I love the the permission piece, because it's just a really important one. And I do love the other two as well, but <laughs> that permission yes. one was, was huge. And so I've been asking all of the, the ladies coming on, what is a woo-woo thing that you do or an item that you use in your life to really just, you know, kind of rock that, that inner goddess again, I, sh- I guess I should say. One of my favorite things to do is to use mantras which I think if you've listened to season two of the podcast, I have a mantra for every single Monday episode. But one of the things that can really increase the power of a mantra is to add crystals into your practice. And crystals are something that are still relatively new to my world. I started getting into them about two years ago. But holding a specific crystal that has certain um, like metaphysical properties that you really want to call in or focus on can be really helpful in grounding down into that energy while also repeating a mantra that just reaffirms it. So those are two of my tools that I love to use. And of course, I love, you know, burning sage and all of that too. 
But yeah, I think mantras are something that I always have access to because there's something I can repeat no matter where I am. <laughs> mm. And crystals are something that I'll either pack with me if I'm going on a trip or, you know, I usually have a grid laid out in my backyard where I can just go and grab one if I really want to ground into a specific energy. Oh, I love that. I think that that's awesome. <laughs> I'm like, I have crystals as I'm sitting here in my room. I have crystals all over my house. I mean, my partner's got crystals on his little night table. I have crystals on my night table. There's crystals in my, so they're all over, but I've never combined it with a mantra. So I'm actually going to use that. That's fabulous. I really like that. Oh, so do you have the tumbled ones or do you have raw? I have raw, raw. So I have the tumbled ones. And the reason that I like that, well, I have both. But the tumbled ones I like holding in my hands because they're really smooth to, mm. and they're almost like hypnotic in a way as you um, rub them in between your fingers because they're really soft and smooth. And it's something that just has that like repetition quality to it, almost like if you were holding like a mala, but it mm. has so much more weight to it. Mm. So usually if you're going to use one with a mantra, I like the tumbled ones for that reason. But the raw ones, if that's your thing, girl, go for it. All about what it's best for you. <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, I have a couple of raw that aren't too intensely like harsh, you know, so you can kind yeah. of hold them. But yeah, I like them in, in more of their pure form. But girl, I live across, around the corner from Crystal Mountain in New Zealand, which is like oh, this gosh. massive warehouse where they sell crystals. So it's kind of hard not to go often. And yeah. I just got this massive amethyst that's like, the size of my torso for like a hundred dollars. And I was like, Oh my God, this is amazing. What? Yeah. I mean, it's just, which is actually only 70 us dollars. So haha, yeah. all you American ladies, I, I yeah. moved down to the right country, but yeah. Rub um, it in Malay. <laughs> but yeah, you have to come down to New Zealand then to get your, your crystals are really amazing. That's right. That's right. And what when it comes to books, is there a book that's been like really impactful or inspirational that can support the women in, you know, empowering them on their spiritual journey? Yes. And this is a book that so when I first started my spiritual journey, um, which we didn't get into today, but that's a really good story. I first read The Alchemist by Paulo Coelho, who is one of my favorite authors. And that book, it's a fiction book, but it put words to and it internal experience that I was having that really created a lot of hope for me. But there were so many truths in that book. And it really set me off on a spiritual journey that led to so many other books. But no matter where you are in your life journey, reading The Alchemist, there's always a piece of wisdom in there for you. So I've reread that book probably like five times now. And even like, I know Brene Brown says she reads that book every single January to start the year. And it's just, it's one of those books, like no matter where you are, no matter how much growth you've had since you last read that book, there's something about that story that has a gift for you in it. So it's one of the books that I always recommend. I've given so many copies away. Highly recommend that book. I have to read that book. I, I, oh my I know I'm like, I'm sitting over here. I'm like, I don't even want to admit, but I'm an honest girl. So I'm just going to say, yes, I haven't read it yet, but I definitely have heard it enough times that I need to go get the book, but I get ahead of myself. Like every time I hear a book, I'm like, I'm going to buy it. And then I have like all these books and I'm trying to read all of them at once. And then, oh, I know. I you know. know, so I'm like one at a Story time, honey, <laughs> one at a time. <laughs> well, it's an easy to read book. You can probably read it in a day if you're committed, but it's, 
it's just, it's a wonderful story and it's so human and I love it. And it's just magical and it's just soulful. Just let me know when you read it and we'll have a whole conversation about it. It's just amazing. <laughs> when, once I read it, I'll have you back on the podcast and we'll just talk about Paulo. Yes. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> I love it. Uh, Well, Megan, thank you so much for joining us today and just sharing some of the tools that have really supported you into, you know, really becoming a powerful woman and and rocking your life as a goddess. I really appreciate it. Of course. And I would love to offer access, everybody, to the Radical Self-Indulgence Masterclass for free, too. So I'll send you a link when we get off the call. Oh, I love you even more. Yeah, that'd be totally awesome. And I was just going to say to you, if you want to share with the ladies where they can find you. I'll also put all that information guys on the show notes, including the masterclass link, but where else Mm -hmm. would be the best to find you, Megan? My website is megan-hale.com. So that's the best place to connect. It has all my links to social and everything. Awesome. And I'll have that in the show notes guys, along with the masterclass, which is amazing. (laughs) Thank you for that. You're welcome. (laughs) Well, Megan, have an amazing day. And you guys, thanks so much for joining. Until the next episode, stay cool. Bye for now. So you guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode. And for those of you that are listening in today, I'm offering you a free money alignment session today only. So what you need to do is email me, malaine at malanelee.com. And in honor of today's episode, write Megan free money alignment session. In honor of hosting Megan today, I'm doing a free money alignment session for all of you listening. So just email me today and book your call.